Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 87. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hi, Fire Nation. Before we kick off, I want to let you guys know that I've created a video that will take you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com slash blue to find out how to access this great video and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Elijah Young. Elijah, are you prepared to ignite? Yeah. All right. Elijah is the co-founder of Fandura. They create mobile, social, and web applications for brands and individuals spanning five continents. Their designs and processes allow their customers to launch Fortune 500 quality apps that complement their business and truly bring their ideas to life. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Elijah, but why don't you take it from here? Tell us a little about you personally. We want to get to know you and then tell us about your business. All right. So me, I am an only child uh, who is just now learning to like people. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of got into business on accident. Uh, a friend of mine was starting a company down in Florida and kind of took me along as an extra uh, because I wasn't really doing very much. Uh, but I kind of fell in love with the idea of business, really the science of it, that your success isn't something that happens magically that there are actually specific steps that you can take to give yourself a better chance to succeed or to put yourself in a better position to be successful. And I just fell in love with that freedom. Uh, so, you know, starting company after company, uh, I've been teaching interns. I've been teaching entrepreneurship curriculum you know, over the past almost a decade now. And uh, it's I just don't see it stopping anytime soon. Fandura is the newest company. We're getting into building cool things uh, for iOS, Android, and the web. And uh, I can see myself doing that for a, a pretty long time. In addition to speaking about mobile apps, speaking about marketing and writing for uh, any site that's foolish enough to take my text. Well, I think you're definitely in a good industry with mobile, Elijah. I'm really seeing the benefit. Being a podcaster with just Stitcher Radio and iPhone and iOS going, everything's going to the mobile now and it's an exciting place to be. So I definitely commend you for being ahead of the curve there. Let's use that to transition now to our first real topic, which is your success quote. Because at Entrepreneur Fire, we like to get the motivational ball rolling. And you told me in the pre-interview, you've been thinking about this all morning. So I know you have a really special success quote for us, Fire Nation. Go for it. Definitely. Um, I keep it very simple. I just say never give up. Uh, and, and the reason I, I say that is because a lot of times when we have these dreams and we have these ideas of starting a business, it's very easy to paint a very you know, rainbow and unicorn-esque picture. And once we run into that first brick wall, once we run into that first roadblock, uh, reality hits. And a lot of times that's enough to knock people off the track. But I believe to really be great, to really be amazing at anything, you have to be willing to be horrible at it for you know, an, an unspecified amount of time. And getting through that moment, getting through and powering through uh, that phase of growth and development is what really separates those who excel uh, from those who just try a lot of things and quit. 
I love that, Elijah. Now take it down to the ground level because this is about your journey. What was one time when you really applied this mentality to you, to your life, to your business? When I actually went back to Columbus, Ohio from Florida, I started a company uh, called Young Business Development that, in short, just did not do very well. It, it kind of flopped and uh, I lost everything. It was you know, terribly embarrassing. I was, I was coming back to the city where I went to college at and all my friends were and I was supposed to be like this business guy, but things just didn't work out. Um, that was one of the times where I literally had to sit you know, in the apartment and look around and say, all right, well, what are you going to do next? Because no one's going to walk out and you know, hand you, you know, a great job or hand you a, a fully formed company. You know, you can either quit or you can start from scratch and do this over again. And actually that next step, that next move that I took actually led to me building the entrepreneurship curriculum that I ended up teaching uh, for the next like five or six years to teens and adults in the Columbus area. So uh, I, I don't just say it. Uh, I know it, it, it gets, it's tough a lot more than, than it's fun. Uh, but getting through those moments is really what proves what type of person you are. You learn more about yourself than you ever will about whatever company you're running at the time. So true, Elijah. And that is just a perfect segue to our next topic, which is failure. As entrepreneurs, we live failure. Every single day, we are encountering it on some level. It's what makes us stronger. It's what improves our businesses. It's what keeps us light in our feet. But man, you just shared with us a real generous story about how you failed at some point in your past. But this is about your journey. So we want to just, again, look back and really take out another challenge or an obstacle that you had at some point, maybe with Fandura, maybe not, your choice. But share with Fire Nation some challenge or obstacle that you had to overcome and the process that you took to overcome that. So going back to what I was saying about kind of painting a lot of things with, with rosy pictures, uh, I decided that I was going to start an internship program in Columbus and I was going to uh, get college students to get teams interested in starting these businesses. And one of the things that you have to learn when you start to teach is that not everything you teach will be implemented. So it was actually a lesson that was taught to me by uh, the executive director of the Godman Guild in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, she sat me down and she said, listen, especially when I was teaching the 14 and 15 year old students, like, you no, know, they may, you know, they have a chance to start a business today or they have a chance to put all this knowledge to use, but it may not click until they're 25. It may not click until they're 35. You know, when you resign yourself or when you decide to teach someone something, uh, the immediate feedback or the immediate gratification is something that you really have to forego. You really have to just say, I'm planting the seed and I don't know when this thing is going to grow. And that was frustrating for me because I was used to being in control as the CEO, you know, being the dictator over the business and having to kind of resign myself to say, well, I'm just going to plant these seeds and some of these students will completely ignore it and some of them will take uh, immediate action. But some know well you know three four five years down the line maybe when they don't even know me anymore uh, those those ideas will take hold and they'll do something with them is was really hard for me uh, so that I guess that could be another another growth moment that I had to go through to kind of get me where I am now absolutely Elijah and as a side note can you share with us a story where maybe you did plant that seed at some point and you saw it bloom to some fruition well uh, I actually had this intern uh, uh, Stephen 
who when when he was in the internship he did fairly well and uh, he was he was taking advantage of the ideas uh, but a lot of times you know reality hits you when you graduate from college you have to go get a job you know you can't just start your business because you need some money and you know uh, uh, we connected later and we talked kind of about an internship and some things I wanted to do down here in Atlanta and he told me how he had organized something called the most epic trip which was like a something like 30 or 40 states and like uh, climbing mountains in every state. They traveled something like over 100,000 miles. And he's telling me that the lessons that he learned during the internship allowed him to you know, get sponsors and basically do this entire thing for free and get a lot of publicity out of it. He landed like, he created a blog for himself. And these weren't things that he was working on while we were working together. This is something that later it clicked and he started to put these things together. And, and I was just so proud of what he had accomplished, even though I had nothing to do with the actual execution because he did it well after the internship was over. It was just that those seeds were planted and he was listening, even if you didn't think, you know, that the ideas took hold at the time. Thank you for sharing that side story. That's exactly what I was looking for. That's really inspiring as to exactly what can happen when you do plant those seeds. Elijah, let's transition now to our next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum from our original topic, which was failure or challenges. And that's the aha moments that we have. Because as entrepreneurs, every single day, we're innovating on some level. We're having these little aha moments that are inspiring us, that are moving us forward. But every now and then, we have these big light bulbs that just come on. And we really just say, wow, this is going to resonate so well with me, with my clients, with my customers, what have you. Have you had an aha moment at some point in your journey? And if so, can you share that with Fire Nation and how you turned that aha moment into success? To date in my life, my biggest aha moment was uh, in Florida. Uh, and, and to give you some background, I uh, went to Ohio State. I dropped out after three years. I was devastated. You know, I thought college was the way. Uh, I had the opportunity to go down with a friend and start a business down there. And uh, I had started my second company teaching uh, BLS, which is basically CPR in hospitals uh, for doctors and nurses. And I remember one day this doctor came into my class and said, I have to take the class today, although I'm not registered, because I can't work if I don't keep my certification current. And it dawned on me that, you know, this guy had spent, you know, an extra eight years in school and, you know, God knows however many extra years, you know, in residency or whatever, you know, medical doctors do. And I was a dropout. And unless he took my class, you know, there was no way he was going to be able to work that day. Uh, and that's when it clicked for me. That's when I had that kind of aha moment where you can literally, whatever you think in your head, you can start it as a business. And you literally have that control. Like no one ever asked me for my degree. Or no one ever, ever asked me for like, you know, my development credentials or like my, you know, any of this certification that they'll ask you for when you go and get a regular job. Uh, they just assume that, you know, you have this this uh, expertise. And that was really something that freed me up. It freed my thinking. Say, whatever I really think, I can make a reality and make people interact with. And I think that's a, a hurdle that a lot of new entrepreneurs need to get past. Uh, they have kind of these boxes that are put on us from society, from school, whatever you've been through, whatever your experiences are. Uh, but to really understand that anything you think in your head, there's nobody that's going to stand in your way and say you can't. Uh, it's it's freeing and it kind of takes you to another level and allows you to kind of do some things that maybe you weren't even aware that you were capable of before. 
wow, Elijah, that truly is a powerful aha moment. And it is so freeing on so many levels because you're right, as entrepreneurs, we just sometimes put ourselves in these boxes for no good reason. And there doesn't have to be these walls that are in place there. In fact, we can really write our own story or we can make our own pathways. And that's just such a great message that Fire Nation really needs to understand and listen to. And your aha moment is really insightful and going to help us go down that path. So thank you for sharing that. And we'll use that to transition to our next real question. This is a tough question because entrepreneurs always interpret this in many different ways. But Elijah, have you had an I've made it moment? That wasn't, that was an I've made it moment. Uh, That aha moment was, you know, I now can kind of control things. Uh, I had a false I've made it moment when I went back to Columbus uh, and started Young Business Development, which, which luckily crashed around me. Um, but I, I don't think my ambition will allow me to have another I've made it moment uh, for a while because I've, I put a lot of pressures on myself and I put a lot of expectations on myself. And once I kind of cross one of those things off the list, there are like five more that I'm ready to add at any time. So I can't honestly say that I've had that I've made it moment or that I've had another one you know, since that false one uh, back in like 05, 06. Now, when you had that false I've made it moment, what were some lessons or one lesson in particular that you can really pull out of that situation where that business crashed around you that you really applied to your business going forward? From that experience, the, the biggest thing I took away was, was not resting on your laurels. Like um, a lot of time, well, what happened in that situation is, you know, you kind of, well, I kind of let, you know, let my ego get a little, uh, a little larger than it needed to be and thought just because I had had, you know, some previous success in certain areas that automatically it would transfer into this new area. So I think the biggest lesson to take is uh, you need to learn each business individually. Uh, there are always lessons, there are always, you know, successes and failures that you could take along with you. But you need to, I guess, be humble enough to learn and never think that, okay, well, I've got this. Uh, because there's always a caveat. Because I've, I've, jumped, in, I've jumped around a ton of industries uh, just because I love the idea of business. And there's always these small caveats and there's always this learning curve in every industry that you have to be aware of. Now, I don't know how that applies to know a lot of listeners who may not jump around in industries a lot but even if you work with different client bases so you know I've been working with medical professionals for 20 years and now I want to work with startup entrepreneurs you have to learn those individuals you know you can't take those old ideologies and just apply them to that new group everybody has their own variables their own set of variables that you need to respect and understand for you to be successful Something that my uncle has said his entire life that's, that's resonating with me more and more each year that I get older is, be humble, be happy. I think it's a great mantra. It's something that we can always repeat to ourselves because no matter how great things are, no matter how horrible things are, this too shall pass. And as long as we're humble and happy and we really try to maintain that mentality, then we're on, at least on the right side of the fence. So yeah. Elijah, thank you for sharing that with us. No worries. So Elijah, you have a lot of really interesting things going on right now with your current business. What is one thing that's really exciting you about your business right now? Mobile is kind of like a, a, a microcosm of, of that lesson I learned 
in entrepreneurship where you can kind of build anything in your mind. Now you can literally sit down at any laptop and build anything that's in your head and you don't need to, you know, spend 50 grand on a brick and mortar office. You don't need to hire, you know, a staff of 20 to be successful. You can literally, you know, have an idea, build it, release it. And I mean, there are a ton of ways you can go. You can sell it to the masses. You can sell it to, you know, an investment firm. You can grow it and build it into your own company. Uh, There are so many opportunities that you have and the overhead is almost nothing. Everyone has access to a laptop almost. Everyone has access to the internet almost. So it's very difficult for you to have any uh, kind of any excuses to not try something. So the most exciting thing about mobile is uh, it's everywhere. Even in countries that are lacking in other technological areas, they're excelling at mobile. So the you can expand anywhere. So I can go to Brazil and do this and not miss a beat. I can go anywhere in the United States and set up shop and have an office. So there are really no limitations, uh, and I'm not really bound by you know any of the things that I used to be with some of the brick and mortar companies I had in the past. That's very true. And I'll even take what you said one step farther because you said if you have an idea, you can sit down and build it as long as you know you have access to the internet. And that is so true on every single level. And I just had on the show Chris Ducker from Virtual Staff Finder. And the conversation with him was so great because it even takes that and says, hey, if you just have the idea, you can reach out and find brilliant people to create that for you at such a reasonable cost these days because there's just this unbelievable way to to leverage the internet and to use your resources to reach out and find the people that can create what you have in your mind for such a valuable or for so much value on the dollar. Have you found that to be the case? I do. I agree with Chris. And and, and what Chris has been able to build is nothing short of phenomenal. Um, I will put an asterisk on that, though. I'm I'm very I've had a couple of conversations with my co-founder recently about, you know, taking away the responsibility of the idea. I think a lot of times, especially in mobile, um, you can't just export the responsibility of creating something great onto, you know, someone else. So I think I think sometimes you take that kind of outsource mentality and say, okay, well, I'll just have the idea and throw it to this person and sit back and it's going to you know, jump off. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, having the idea is, I, well, I personally say it's worthless, but I'll be nicer. I'll say it's not the entire piece. Of, <laughs> um, I say ideas are useless. Execution is everything. And a lot of times uh, people put a lot of stock in the ideas. Like you can't imagine how many NDAs we sign. And a ton of those NDAs, you know, after we sign them, they're like, oh, well, I want to clone Angry Birds. So, you know, it's not really uh, the idea that makes you successful. It's, it's what happens after it's built that really separates the wheat from the chaff. So I put that small asterisk on, on the outsource idea. Uh, but, but everything else is completely spot on. You know, you don't even need the technical skill, although... The tools are there for free with tools like iTunes, you and Corsia uh, to get those skills because uh, development isn't going anywhere over the next you know, decade or two. So it's not a really it's not a bad skill to learn and to have in your arsenal. It's definitely a great skill to have. It's just great that nowadays you don't have to let that stop you just because you don't have the skills. And I could not agree with you more you can go out there. There are so many awesome resources to learn it because you need to be the master of your idea, of your domain. 
but that should never be the reason why you're not actually starting. That's the most important thing is just start. So I totally think that everything you're saying is spot on. We need to own it and we need to just drive forward and make it our own. So thank you for sharing that vision with us. No worries. So Elijah, the word entrepreneur is a mystery to so many people. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we try to pull the curtain back so you can really peek in and see exactly what an entrepreneur does during the course of every day. Can you just share with us two tasks that seem to occupy a good part of your day every single day? The main thing that occupies my mind, because I, I, I wear a ton of hats, so I do a, a ton of tasks, but the, the, the top thing that occupies, occupies my mind each day uh, are systems. So how can we create forms, training manuals, uh, video tutorials uh, that help the different departments, that help the sales department, that help the developers understand you know, uh, the context of an idea, you know, if English may not be their first language, or how do we create an internship program that's almost like a farm system where we can teach our ideology to students here, uh, similarly to what I did in Columbus, and kind of build our staff from the ground up instead of kind of breaking the ideologies of another developer, you know, who's done it his way, you know, for 10 years and then, you know, wants to, wants to come to us. So systems is a huge part of what, what occupies my mind. Uh, the other side is now just coding. Um, you know, uh, I like to get my hands in the code now. Uh, I used to be hands off completely. Uh, but it goes back to kind of learning those those audiences that I talked about earlier. Um, I can build better systems if I'm in there understanding, you know, each day. Like if the CEO worked at uh, the CEO of Burger King worked at the drive-through window, he'd understand the issues much better than he would in his office, you know, in the tower uh, making policy. So that's kind of what the two of the things that kind of take up my day now. Elijah, what is your vision for the future of Fandura? The same as a vision for, for any of my companies. Uh, I want to build it to a certain point and then decide what to do. Uh, I, like I said, I am in love with the idea of business, not necessarily any particular business. So uh, right now, I love development. I love mobile. Uh, you know, we may continue making third-party apps. We may one day get tired of that and say, okay, well, we have tons of great ideas. Why not just start making our own? Um, but what we focus on now is building the best systems for whatever field or whatever kind of target market that we're working with now. So now we just want to make sure that we have the most efficient system to build third-party apps. You know, and those come with hiccups. Sometimes things go well, sometimes you know, things go awry. But really just learning from each one of those experiences and tweaking the system so the next crop of customers have a better experience than the previous crop. Uh, and I try to keep it as simple as that. And then if one day comes where I'm like, okay, I'm tired of talking to people, let's build our own stuff, then you know, we'll do so. Love the vision. Elijah, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds, and this is where I can ask you a series of questions. You can come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? As opposed to what I've been doing. <laughs> what was something that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My idea of success. Uh, at 17, my idea of success was uh, being a molecular geneticist and making 50 grand a year. Uh, it wasn't until my context was expanded by a friend of mine that I understood that I could do more with, uh, with my talents. What is the best business advice you ever received? Being liked is overrated. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? 
something that's working well for me right now is uh, actually kind of digging in the code myself, kind of like what I just said, uh, getting that ground level experience is helping me build better systems. So Elijah, you're pretty cutting edge with technology. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, something along those lines that you're just in love with right now that you can share with Fire Nation? Uh, I've got a couple. I just recently adopted OmniFocus, uh, which is amazing uh, because there's so many open loops and so many small snippets of information I have to keep track of. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just wonderful. And uh, I keep it on all my devices so I can sync anywhere. Uh, and then right now, I'll just give you OmniFocus as, uh, as my main kind of organizational tool. Awesome. What is your favorite business book? All right, so my favorite business book is uh, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Awesome. So, Elijah, this is the last question, and it's by far my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. All right. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody, you still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have, but only $500 in your pocket, a computer with internet access, and your food and shelter is taken care of, what do you do in the next seven days? Uh, over the next seven days, I'll go to meetup.com and get out and meet people wherever I happen to be. The second thing I would do is start a business. So I go down to the Secretary of State and register something. doesn't really matter. Uh, and the third thing I would probably do is build something during the wee hours when everyone else is sleeping. Awesome, awesome stuff, Elijah. That was such actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Anyone with an idea or anyone with a, with a, that wants to become an entrepreneur, uh, really take to heart the idea that you control everything. Whether things go right or wrong, always take responsibility and say it's your fault, even if it's really not. Uh, I've learned that you can always find a lesson and find something to improve if you say it's your fault, uh, but you never learn anything by blaming anyone else. And then uh, I am Elijah R. Young, uh, and company is Fandora. We build cool things at www.fandora.com. Awesome, Elijah. This will all be linked up in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash 86. Thank you again for your generous time. Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads a month Entrepreneur on Fire generates? Chris Brogan did. And when he sponsored an episode, he saw great results. If you'd like to have 15 seconds at the top of one of our shows to share your product or message, Go to www.sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.